1: Great to be back with you folks today as we cruise through this book of Psalms and Songs in the Night. And I don't know about you, but this Psalm number 59, and, and Stephanie was mentioned that she thought this may have been a, a precatory Psalm, and I'm believing you're right here. I think there's a lot going on here. David has a lot on his mind. He's praying for deliverance. He wants to get away from these people, and there's all these different things going on, and I think, in my mind, I think there are some times in life Sometimes in life, uh, maybe we're not going through what David went through. There's nobody really looking to kill us. Maybe there are people spying on us. And, you know, quite frankly, Stephanie, I've known people who've been stalked. I've known people who've been spied. Spot- You've been, Yep. because we Stephanie and I say things that we've went through, you know, yep. and uh, so, you know, maybe some of this stuff is going on. I don't know where you are, but I want to say this to you. I wanted to say this yesterday and I didn't. i I'd worried about time and. Blah, 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 all that crazy stuff. But this is what I'm thinking about. (laughs) Yeah, this is what I'm thinking about. If someone's trying to hurt you, all joking aside, if somebody's trying to hurt you or you're in a bad situation, call the authorities. Get out of that situation. Don't ever let yourself or your kids or people you love or anybody get hurt for that matter. That's right. Hurt is no good. Hurt stinks. Hurt is unacceptable. Do not get hurt. That's the yeah. bottom line there. So I, I just wanted to say that in case somebody else, but then I want to go to a lighter thing again, but I wanted to say that because I was thinking about all David's going through and it's pretty lousy. And I was thinking about, there's a lot of people listening to us. You start getting in and many people listen to us and there's some people out there going through some bad juju right now. And, yeah. and so I think it was important. There's some people out there that are hurting physically, mentally, spiritually. There's people going through junk. And we want to say this, we may not know what you're going through, but we just prayed for you. And we pray for you before every podcast and we're honored to be with you. And I, that's all I wanted to say. So we have this Naughton knucklehead moment that we've incorporated from Lynn Naughton, one of our favorite listeners. So, so with that, and we, we're going every other time, you might be a knucklehead if, and like this time it's Stephanie's turn, last time it was my turn. So Stephanie, you might be a knucklehead if.
2: Well, Doug, in my opinion, you might be a knucklehead if you're okay with criticizing are wonderful servicemen and women or police officers.
1: Preach it, preach it. And I want you- And I
2: feel very strongly on that subject.
1: You know, I I stand behind the men and women in blue and our first responders and obviously our military, uh, serving among them for many years. And if you mistreat
2: them, you take knuckleheadedness to a whole new level.
1: That's right. Preach it, my friend. And uh, uh, let me just say this. I think you are a knucklehead if you don't appreciate the job that the men and women who protect us at home and abroad and on our streets, and those people come to our rescue and you criticize them, something's wrong. Yep. Something's wrong with you. You know, and, and if you've got that thought in your mind, you need to listen more to this podcast. Go back and listen to all of them because you need to get guard in your I said guard. You know, see, it's, it's that folks. New I've England st- is sneaking England, up again. Man, I, but I've, I've been going to language school in South Carolina. <laughs> I just can't get this this English. I'm still messing with and you missionaries who serve in these foreign speaking countries uh, in these foreign countries where they speak a different language. I don't know how you guys do it. You must, your accents must be. But most of them speak better than I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so with that, so I think, I think, mm. you know, we got to get to know, I think, Stephanie a little bit better as we go through this podcast. So before we hop into verse number 10, let's, let's see if we, Stephanie can tell us about something that's going in your ministry right now. Uh, what's the say
2: personal life's pretty boring.
1: I don't think so. I mean, you're here at a camp with us.
2: Well, yeah, that's ministry life though.
1: I think what she's saying is there are no men in her life. So we're going to report (laughs) right now. All right. We're going to get that out of the way because we don't want to just bang because this innuendo stuff is not working. All right. And uh, anyway, all right. So in your ministry, so she's blushing. Yeah. She's redder than tomato on the 4th of July. But anyway, <laughs> here, here's, what oh. and, uh, here's what I want to say. And here's what I want to ask. What is the number one need you have in the ministry right now?
2: Wow. Other than money?
1: <laughs> yeah, we all got that.
2: Oh, uh, Wow, for the ministry, I would say wisdom from the Lord. Um, you know, there's a lot of,
1: and you work with the greatest organization on God's green.
2: Ground. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say wisdom. You know, it's... it's. Yeah. You, you When you're counseling with ladies, there is just so many different facets of the different scenarios that you're working with. And wisdom from the Lord to give counsel that's sound, that's biblical, that's right, that's balanced. And... Um, I think that's honestly, I'm constantly begging God for that and for the strength to obey. You know, sometimes there are days that being in the ministry um, screams against everything that my um, body or flesh (laughs) want to do. And so wisdom and strength, I would say, are my two greatest prayer requests.
1: So give those prayer requests to Stephanie as you think about it. And I, I couldn't help but think of that song, Trust and Obey. Well, you mm. were saying and i don't know if that's going to be our song but that's what was playing in the back so my life there's always a christian song playing there in the back is. of my head mm-hmm. they really sometimes sadly it's like led zeppelin stairway to heaven or something i have to <laughs> i have to start singing you know trust and obey but anyway i don't want to sing because liberty and stephanie will say something bad about it but anyway <gasps> oh we will not yeah, they folks can i tell you <laughs> Let me just say.
2: Liberty is not here to defend herself.
1: You know what? I love the libertarian. All right. You know that she's one of my favorite people. I I have these bad dreams. She marries a guy who wears a black hat out there in Wyoming. I don't know, but I'm just saying this. I'm just saying this. She didn't like my singing. All right. So here we are. We're in Psalm number 59 and we're doing those. So we did those first nine verses, Stephanie, and we talked about God in deliverer mode, he needed to be delivered. David's in a bad place, Saul's out to get him. We can't underestimate that. Now, David's looking for some judgment to go on. He's looking that uh, the God of mercy shall prevent him, keep him alive, take care of him, uh, put his desire amongst the enemy. And and I think really uh, what David turns to, you know, the great thing about the psalmist here is David's going through more than most of us will ever understand in our life. Yeah, that's the truth about it. Mm-hmm. But he takes this psalm from a place looking for deliverance, wanting to come out. And it goes to this place talking about the judgment of those people who hurt him. And we're in verse number 10, and it says, The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let me see my desire upon mine enemies. Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by thy power, and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. So he's saying, don't slay them. Just scatter them. Confound them. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride, and for cursing and lying which they speak. They're curses, they're liars. And and, and folks, as I read this, I know some of you got those curses and liars in your life. Consume them in wrath, consume them, then we get a little more imprecatory here. (laughs) That they may not be, and let them know that God ruleth in Jacob unto the ends of the earth, Selah, In the evening, let them return, and let them make a noise like a dog, and go round about the city. Let them wander up and down for me, and grudge if they be not satisfied. For I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For there has been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense, and the God of my mercy. So he's talking about God being the judge to do those things. At one point he says, scatter them, don't slay them. He's talking about these different things. And I mean, you get a feel here, David's tired. He's beat up, he's had enough. I mean, what are you thinking? Well,
2: again, um, some of this stuff is hard to read. Um, and it's hard to say this can be Whenever Stephanie talks, by
1: the way, the refrigerator comes on. I just want to point that out. Not a thing in that Dr. Pepper refrigerator. There
2: is it. not. It's not energy. a thing.
1: Not even a bottle of water. But every time Stephanie goes to speak, I mean, you want to talk about the devil on cue. God, scatter that refrigerator. Man, Praise <laughs>
2: God.
1: Take it out. Anyway, Stephanie, go <laughs> ahead. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to talk a little bit louder than the refrigerator.
2: Oh, my bad. Okay. Okay. Um. No, I was just saying, it doesn't seem like we read this and go, man, this is rough. But God inspired this, and um, I think context is a lot. And, you know, he started off, David started off um, in verse 2 of chapter 59. He said, deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloody men. And, you know, um, as I read through the Psalms, I see God gives a lot of descriptions of the workers of iniquity. As well as what he thinks of them. And, you know, God goes so far as to say that he hates them.
3: Yeah.
1: He
2: he abhors the bloody and deceitful man. He does. And his soul hates those that love violence. Um, Those are all phrases found throughout the Psalms. And and Proverbs has similar um, phrasing describing workers of iniquity. And so I think it's important to remember that that is the preface on which David is praying. He is praying in accordance with God's will. Um, And I think it's important to realize how serious God takes the sin of, if I can call it the sin with the high hand. And that's, I think, what David's praying against here is people who are, um, there's literally a love for iniquity. There is a A point where these workers of iniquity, it's literally their life. um, Verse 4, they run and prepare themselves without my fault. It's literally like these people, it's their, what drives them is their iniquity. What drives them is hurting or destroying or causing destruction or causing confusion. It is their oxygen. Yeah. And God has made it very clear that he hates those things. And so as you approach this... Remember, David's not just crying this out out of a fleshly vengeance. He's praying this on the preface of knowing who God is and what God has said he thinks of workers of iniquity and in his view of their sin. Yeah. And um, something that's very sobering to me about this is it reminds me how much God hates sin. Yeah. You know, that we we tend to try to excuse it, be it to excuse it in our own lives to make ourselves feel better or just because we've have this perverted view of love that love just covers sin and so it's not that big of a deal no sin's a big deal to god what's that
1: verse that all those knuckleheads use
2: love covereth a multitude of sins yeah
1: yeah so if somebody comes up to you and says yeah i may have sinned against you i may have ruined your life my brother may have just ruined your life but love yep.
2: yeah yep yep in other words It's all just water under the bridge. It's not a big deal. It's a trivial thing. No, sin is never trivial.
1: And you may, your pastor may be a knucklehead if he believes things that way.
2: You better believe it. Amen to that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And knuckleheads of a feather flock together. Oh,
1: oh, that's good. Man. (laughs) Wow. I usually say stuff like that. Stephanie has come a long way. I want you to know that, folks. Yeah, birds of the feather do flock together, and definitely knuckleheads do, and you know they but I they, think, yeah. they reproduce. But anyway, go yeah, ahead. I'm no. sorry. Verse
2: eleven. Yeah, really stands out to me where David says, "Slay them not, lest my people forget." And then it's like it, in contrast, he says, "Scatter them by thy power, and bring them down, O Lord, for our sh- O Lord, our shield." And I see here. That the phrase, lest my people forget. There's a sense in which David wants to stay dependent on... He wants to see God show himself strong. He wants to see God move against the sin. But at the same time, he doesn't want to become complacent. And he's saying, God, if you kill them, we'll forget. We'll forget of what you've done for us. But if you scatter them... In other words, this is a battleground. This is a war... And I see spiritual warfare being represented here of God is our defense. He gives us the strength to hold up that shield of faith. We're not told that that battle is ever over. We're just told to fight it. We're told until we get to heaven, we're in a spiritual battle. And the fact that David cries out to God and, and asks God specifically not to slay them, but to scatter them. Lest my people forget, lest we forget who you are. And it's a challenge to me of, you know, there's sometimes, I mean, I have some thorn in the flesh kind of situations in my life that I would be very, very, very happy to see done, done over Yeah, to too. put them in the past, for them to be something I could literally erase off my memory. And I don't know if that'll ever happen, yeah. but, I, but I'm reminded in this verse that the purpose of my life is to see god be my shield amen that's one of the things god wants to do in my life is show himself strong yeah and maybe that's why god leaves thorns in the flesh is because he gets to show us his grace he gets to be made strong and we won't forget we won't forget who he is to us because he's making us stay dependent and that just really stood out to me
1: yeah, and, and you know what's standing out to me too is I think we got to remember a couple things. I think we got to remember that the Lord needs to go ahead of us. Yeah, that's what David's looking for when we're in battle. Now remember, yes. David has seen the enemy scattered. I mean, David took down Goliath. You know, we're, we're sometimes we get we get stuck in the craziness of these psalms and the, the terrible things that David's going through, and I personally forget some of these things sometimes. But we got to understand, David was a soldier. He was a tactician. He knew how to do things. He took out the giant. Yeah. And uh, so David's looking for the Lord to go ahead of him and scatter him and confound him and to do all those things that need to be done and to take them out, to get them out of the way to those types of things. And and I believe that's all significant. I think that's really happened. But I will sing of thy power. Mm -hmm. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou has been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense. For God is my mercy. You know what we forget to do sometimes, Stephanie? And and when I say we, I'm talking about me, because I think you're probably more of a prayer warrior and thanker and stuff. But sometimes I pray, and boy, God will give me the desire of my heart and answer the prayer the way I want it to be answered. And take care of me and get me through and get my children through and get our family through and do those types of things. And then I forget to go back to God and say, but I sing of thy power. God, you just made this happen. And, and I think, you know, we can look at these different things. He's talking about consuming them in wrath and all that. The truth is God did it for him. Yeah. The truth is David comes out the other end. Yeah. The truth is many times we've come out the other end. Many times we've come out the other side of this bad boy. And uh, I, I think we need to sing a praise and a power. And, 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 you know, I mean, why do we do that? Why do we forget? Why do you think we forget to thank God? Why do you forget you think we, uh, we don't take the time when, when things are great, when things are going good to say, hey, Lord, you're our God. You're the power. You're why do you think we do that?
2: Well, because I think our human natures are naturally selfish. You know, you look at a child, and the only thing they're worried about is themselves. For the most part, most children, that's what they're consumed with. And that thankful spirit isn't something that comes from us. That's something that we get from the Holy Spirit of God being active in our lives. And it comes, I think, gratefulness comes with humility. Yeah. Um, it comes with that dependence on God for everything. Yeah. And um, the more we realize that we are nothing, the more grateful we are for who God is to us. Mm. And um, sometimes I think God takes us to rock bottom. I know in my life I should speak for me. The Lord has done, you know, he's allowed situations in my life that at the time I was not grateful for. I was not thankful for. In fact, I hated them. And yet now, when I look back to see what God did in my heart and my life, I'm so thankful for those times. Yeah, and we. Because God, that's when yeah. God shows us who He is. You know, yeah. it's like we don't get to see God be God when we're filled with ourselves.
1: Yeah, you got to let God be God. And, and you know what? You know what you just reminded me of is. Remember, we did a study when we were going through the Book of Job before Psalms, like mm-hmm. seven years ago or something. Now, all like, <laughs> it was probably only four months ago or something. But, you know, when we came out of the Book of Job, one of the things we did is we, we talked about why trials happen. Yeah. And there were two distinct reasons why they happened that we went to biblically and scripturally. Number one, to make us better people. And number two, to help other people around us and to help people. And I think you just—I think you just hammered the nail right on the head there when you said, "We got to keep our eye on the uh, on the target. We got to keep our aim straight. We got to be laser focused. We got to remember that God does the good, that we're bad, that we're inherently bad, that our hearts are wicked, that things go bad." You said, "I've got some thorns in the flesh that I'd like to get rid of. I got some thorns in the flesh that I'd like to get rid of." Uh, you know, everybody thinks that. You know, they, they see people from afar and they look at people from afar and they say, oh, man, everything's got to be going great. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons people either hate us or love us, both, you know, both of us. And, you know, that one pastor, this one pastor started bad-mouthing Stephanie, never even met her. I've never met him. I don't even know who the guy is. He's some loser, you know. But this is what I'm thinking. For every one knuckleheaded pastor, there's like 50 good ones. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, maybe 100 even. You know, but we got to remember 50% of the population are knuckleheads. we got to remember that. we got to remember to thank God. The practical side here is the thanks come in the good times, the bad times. Trials make us better. Trials make other people better. God can use a trial that goes through our life to change lives, to help people, to to pick them up, to lift them up, to take them to the other side.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think another thing that I get at the end of this psalm is David doesn't end the psalm with verse 15. He doesn't end it with, with asking God to deal with these people. He ends it with a but I will. Yeah. And we have those there are going to be those times. You may be in a time right now um where you're where you feel like you're in this point of praying that God will do you know, work in a situation in your life. He'll deal with evildoers, whatever. But don't end there. Yeah. Make that choice to say, but I will sing of thy power. Um, I think of so many times um Mm. i don't know if you've ever seen the movie facing the giants
1: yeah it's Um, like one of my favorite movies ever it is It's one of my favorite movies also how big is your god
2: that's right but i one thing that has come to mind so many times since charles was killed was where um they both the husband and wife been going through all that trash And he looks at his wife and says, if God never gives us a child, will you still trust him? Wow. And she couldn't answer that question then. And, you know, then she, the scene where she goes and, and of course, it ends up that it's a mixed up test result. But where she thinks, you know, they've told her, no, you're not expecting. And she's out by the car. And um, God and I have had a lot of those moments since Charles died of... If God never does such and such, will you still trust him? And having to come to that point, like David did at the end of Psalm 59 and say, I will God, I will still trust you. I will. I will still sing of your mercy in the morning. And coming to that point of by faith saying, I will sing. I will praise you, God. I will trust you. And that's a choice. It's not a feeling. Um, your feelings may be screaming the exact opposite, and it's a it's a step of faith. And as you take that step of faith, in verse seventeen, he says unto thee, O my strength, will I sing? And where God does that supernatural enablement, where he becomes your strength, he becomes your joy, he becomes your defense in a whole new way because you know you have to have strength. <laughs> to have any kind of defense and where we see God show himself strong in incredible ways when we make that choice to say, I will trust you.
1: I will. Yeah. And I know Stephanie was talking lower than an ant crawling up on a table, but listen, here's the point. I'm so
2: sorry. Here's here's
1: the practical side. And, And there is one here. It's in those bad times, in those times we need deliverance, in those times we need God to scatter and you need God to do things. Remember those times where he did. Remember the, when he slew, uh, allowed David to slew Goliath. And remember when the giant went down. Remember when those giants were faced in your life and those different things that are going on. And you know what, it's like having a choice when you're married, when you're going through things, you have a choice. Is this gonna be good or is it gonna be bad? Am I, am I gonna hang out? You know, as a preacher, a lot of preachers don't travel with their wives or don't do things and I live life out loud. Have you figured that out yet? Yeah. That's the way I live my life, man. Yeah, yeah, I run around like a fool all the time. But anyway. Not a fool. Not a fool. All right, but anyway, I think the practical side, I think the good side, you need to look up our worship song. I think the most important thing here and, and the most important thing we need to walk away with is will you trust God when you need him to make a judgment? Will you trust God when you need to be delivered? Will you trust God when things aren't going right? Will you trust God when, it doesn't, when he doesn't seem trustworthy? And you know what, folks? Let me tell you something. There's some of you uh, that are living in craziness right now. And I started this psalm off. I started this podcast off by saying, listen, if you're in trouble physically, mentally, you're being hurt, get out of that situation. And uh, God doesn't want you in a situation where you're being hurt. God doesn't want you in a situation where you're being used. God doesn't want you in a situation where things are upside down. God doesn't want you in a situation where things aren't going right. God wants you in a situation where, every and you know, whenever we get serious, that refrigerator takes off, man. Uh, That old Dr. Pepper refrigerator without one drink in it is making all this noise. So let's go ahead and grab this song. And and, uh, so this is a song that we wrote. I I call it our worship song. It's a, it's a song that we wrote. uh, I think it's the best song ever that we wrote in the last six months or something. So we I, I think this song was from like August, and I think Stephanie only changed one or two words. So it's one of those songs that actually flew its first time around. So what's the name of this song, Stephanie?
2: It is He Sets Me Free.
1: Why don't you go ahead and sing that for us? What How many verses,
2: song. Doug, do you want of this song?
1: There's only three.
2: There's like five.
1: <laughs> That's good. Five is good. Five is good. People need this song.
2: Okay.
3: I have to stop laughing In the morning when I see Your handiwork and majesty Your word moves inside of me And sets me free When my heart wanders wrong I find your answers and a song From the God of eternity, He sets me free. When I see the golden sunrise, His glory shining in my eyes, He's the God of eternity, He sets me free. When my world starts to fall, he's the one who I always call. He's the God of eternity, he sets me free up in heaven when i smile it will be worth every hard-fought mile he's the god of eternity who set me free painful tears will then be dried he'll wipe each one from my eyes He's the God of eternity who set me free. He's the God of eternity who will set you free.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.